Broadcasting from down on the bayou, it's the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, powered by Lake Area Media, LLC. And now your hosts, David Boston and Patrick Fry. And welcome to episode 108 of the Amp Wrestling Podcast. I'm David Boston. He is Patrick Fry. And you can always help you boys out with our Amazon affiliate link. Everybody shops Amazon, including you. Yeah, I'm pointing to you. You the guy sitting at home eating Cheetos, sitting on your beanbag, possibly naked. Possibly got that beanbag also off of Amazon. And it's funny because the other day I was actually looking at beanbags on Amazon because I saw someone somewhere selling an adult-sized beanbag, and I was like, wait, is that a thing? So, of course, I went to Amazon, and they do have adult-sized beanbags. So you could very well have gotten that beanbag that you are currently sitting on at Amazon. But if you get another one, or if you want to get one, Maybe I just gave you the idea yes. to get one, tinyurl.com slash AmazonAmp, Amazon A-M-P. It doesn't cost you anything extra. Same, You're going to pay the same price. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, they're going to shoot over a little commission to, to your boys over here, and hopefully we can use that money to help improve the podcast, maybe get our own internet since we are having <laughs> internet issues this week and we can't do... The show live on YouTube. We're just going to have to record it and then upload it after the fact. But we're still here this week, and we're still talking some wrestling. So let's do a little fantasy booking here, Patrick. Okay. You just upgraded to the premium Plenty of Fish account, right? <laughs> Come on now. I got a girlfriend now. No, no, no. Luckily, no. she don't No, listen. we're talking to the guy eating Cheetos on the beanbag right now. Okay. Uh, where was I at? Oh, you just went premium on Plenty of Fish to get some strange. And if you went premium on Plenty of Fish, you have a little extra playing around money just because I've never even done that. Yes. And then somebody, not stereotyping here, could be a girl, could be a guy, whatever, comes over to the house, you do an extracurricular activity on your current beanbag, you split that thing. Yep. Amazon, tinyurl.com yeah. forward slash Amazon. You know, you just gave me another idea. <laughs> so another reason to buy a beanbag chair, an adult beanbag chair. Yes, that is. Don't buy a small one. That, that, that just no. that might not do you any favors. But yeah, it's episode 108 for Thursday, August the 5th, 2021. We're going to talk about uh, Bray Wyatt got released earlier this week. Big shocker there. Also, Ric Flair was released as well. Not as much of a shock, but I guess a shock to some people. Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes last night at uh, on Dynamite. We're going to talk about that. Adam Cole's contract situation as well. They've, there's talks about what his contract situation is with WWE, what his future may hold. We'll talk about that. Also, AEW Rampage in Chicago sold out in record time. We're going nice. to talk about that. And uh, uh, maybe another hot free agent heading to AEW, a woman. We're going to talk about that as well. Also, we got some cheap heat. Uh, Max Caster is the center of a bit of heat this Again. week. <laughs> well, when, when was the first time he was? When he talked about Homeboy's dad. Uh, I, I don't think he had nearly as much heat for that as he does this week. I mean, oh, okay. he's losing bookings over what he said <gasps> really? this week. Oh, yes. So we'll, we'll talk about that. I didn't hear about this. Also, Ronda Rousey uh, decided to clap back at the fans, if you will. <laughs> Uh, about Bray Wyatt. We'll talk about that. And then you have some stuff over in Rumor Mill Yes, over there. I don't know exactly what you got. but Let's we'll keep t- it a secret. Yeah, we'll keep it a secret. Stick around to the end of the episode. We'll talk about some Rumor Mill stuff. So all of that and everything coming up on The Average Marks, episode number 108 for Thursday, August the 5th, 2021. Yeah, find us on your favorite social media platform, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Just search Amp Wrestling Podcast. All right, so the top story uh, of this past week, Bray Wyatt was let go from WWE. We have not seen Bray Wyatt since WrestleMania, uh, when, of course, he lost to Randy Orton as The Fiend. And, boy, a lot to unpack with with Bray Wyatt because there's so many moving parts here. And I'm going to start with the fact that I think Bray Wyatt, number one, was not very he was very protective of, of his gimmick and rightfully so it was supposed to be uh 
one of those gimmicks. I even remember when they were starting to build this gimmick a couple of years ago, and they were going to build him as this un- indestructible, unbeatable force that is the Fiend, and obviously that booking changed in, in a hurry. Um, you know, he lost to the likes of Bill Goldberg, um, lost to Seth Rollins, uh, lost to Randy Orton. So, so much for the indestructible. Maybe not so much the indestructible, but the unbeatable portion of that. Uh, the, the booking for that, not as good as it should have been. And then, of course, Brody Lee, uh, Bray Wyatt's really good friend, passed away back in, in December. And he was said to have been struggling mentally with that and whatnot. So there was rumors that maybe he took a break uh, after WrestleMania because he was mentally just still distraught from losing Brody Lee. And, you know, certainly that that's a bit understandable. And there's, I guess, other mental issues maybe with Bray Wyatt um, that we don't know about. But a lot of different things that... And, and ultimately, WWE said it was because of budget cuts, which is the same reason they've given for everyone else they've let go. And obviously, with the times we're in with the pandemic, that's, you know, that's I guess that's, I don't want to say an acceptable answer, but certainly, you know, it could Not be. Not after you got all that money in the bank. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's something deeper in with WWE. We always talked about the the possibility of them selling the company. Maybe that's on the the cards in the near future who knows but bit of a bit of a surprise certainly as Bray Wyatt was one of their top selling merch uh getters uh with all his fiend stuff and then you had Alexa Bliss who basically changed her gimmick to sort of be Bray Wyatt's sidekick and now Alexa's kind of stuck with this gimmick in my opinion it's nothing without Bray Wyatt so I'm hoping we get the goddess back uh, because, I mean, who doesn't love the goddess Alexa Bliss? Mm, but mm, mm. so I'm still wondering why they broke up the Wyatt family. That didn't last long enough. No, that. Yeah, I know. And that was another hot thing they had going, obviously, with Luke Harper, Eric Rowan. Braun Strowman was in there as mm-hmm. well. You know, Daniel Bryan was in for a cup of coffee. Randy Orton was in there for a cup of coffee. And, <laughs> a cup of Bulgers. Yeah. And. Um, I don't know. They WWE is just continuing, in my opinion, to shoot themselves in the foot by letting go Bray Wyatt, who, had they booked this character better, could have been a huge success. And unfortunately, in my opinion, it was a bit of a failure. Because both of these gimmicks were great gimmicks. Yeah. And Bray Wyatt, just before The Fiend, was a great gimmick in itself. And there were so many times where Bray Wyatt lost matches that he probably should have won. Uh, the, the first one I can think of, WrestleMania 30, faced John Cena one-on-one. It would have been a good time for Cena to put Wyatt over. Instead, Cena wins. Cena Hulk Hogan his ass. Yeah. And next the next year... Not putting him over. Yeah, and the next year he, he fought The Undertaker and lost to The Undertaker. At that point, The Undertaker streak had already been broken, so... What's the point of having – at that point, in my opinion, what was the point of having The Undertaker even wrestle anymore? Yeah, if, he, if he's not going to put guys over. Yeah, and that was because the streak was the only thing he had left going for right. him. And once Brock ended that streak, you know, what was the point in having Taker continue to win at WrestleMania? So uh, that match, he should have won um, – I think there was a. I'm trying to think. There was, of course, the match. You know, there was no number of uh, the matches I mentioned: Bill Goldberg, Seth Rollins, and Randy Orton at WrestleMania uh, as the Fiend. You know, you you're supposed to build him up as this unbeatable being, so to speak, and you have him lose championship match after championship match, and it, it's I don't know that. And you would think Vince has the final say on everything, so obviously maybe Vince never believed in him. Maybe not, but they finally gave him you know, the Universal Championship, and he was WWE Champion for a little bit too back in 2017, I believe. And uh, did he lose that match again? Because I know he fought Randy Orton at WrestleMania 7, uh, 
17, 2017 at WrestleMania 33 in Orlando in that House of Horrors match. That was yeah. terrible, but um, yeah. So I, I don't know. And now, now we wonder, you know, where, where's Bray Wyatt going to go? And then also, this seems to this seemed to have a little bit of a a, a hit to the morale backstage. Like I think this. Took a lot of people by surprise, maybe even more so than when they released Braun Strowman, who was a big enough surprise in itself when they let him go. Well, Braun's just big. Like, of all accounts, everybody's saying Bray Wyatt's like a freaking wrestling genius. Yeah. Like, like, obviously him coming up with his gimmicks, psychology in the ring. Yeah. I mean, I guess it puts everybody on notice. If they can let Bray go, uh, anybody's expendable. Yeah, I mean, there's not many... People, I'm trying to think of a way to word this, but obviously, like a guy like Roman Reigns is is safe. Yes, a guy like probably Seth Rollins is safe. Bobby Lashley's pretty unless safe. he impregnates Becky again. Oh, that's another one. Becky's pretty safe. You know, there's a there's a list of people that are pretty safe. And in my opinion, I thought Bray Wyatt would be on that list. So that right there tells you, you know, if you look at a lot of people in, in the company. If you were to make a list and, you know, basically rank every superstar or wrestler from number one to however many they got in terms of job security, you would have put Bray Wyatt damn near at the top of that list. Or he would have been in the conversation. Top, I would have put him probably, hell, top ten in the company. So that tells you right there that, if they're willing to let him go, and I don't know, there may be more to this than 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 we know. So all we know is they let him go for budget cuts, and then obviously we know there's got to be. You got Jimmy Uso getting like eighteen DWI, or I can't even say DUIs. Yeah, and they're you know then, then they give him the, the tag team championships. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's just another another example of WWE dropping the ball with something. Shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, it's it's starting to get. In, in my opinion, it's just you know you, you, when you think things can't get any worse, they do. And you know, I was excited when WWE was getting back on the road, back in front of fans. I said, okay, maybe this, maybe the pandemic was kind of like a maybe they'll hit like the reset button and, and kind of get things going again, start bringing people back. And I'm not gonna sit here and. Say Bray Wyatt would never will never be back in WWE. I mean, obviously we've seen scenarios where WWE have let people go and then re-sign them. So I'm not certainly going to rule that out. But I mean, I mean, why would he come back? They poo pooed on everything he did. Exactly. Like he can go. You know, it's. it's I think I said this last week. If I didn't, I'm going to say it now. You know, one man's garbage is another man's treasure. In this case, Vince McMahon's garbage is could be Tony Khan's treasure. Could be. Impact Wrestling's treasure could be New Japan Pro Wrestling's treasure. They're going to, you know, Bray Wyatt is too good of a talent, assuming he obviously gets his mental health in order, that he's going to, as soon as that 90-day no-compete clause is over with, someone's grabbing this dude. Yeah. Because he's not going to sit on the show. I mean, someone may grab him even before that 90 days is over with, and, you know, he'll appear wherever it may be. It could be an AEW. You know, there's so many people that have been let go from WWE as of late that AEW is just picking up. And it seems like if you're Tony Khan, the rich just are going to continue to get richer, especially if it gets a guy like like Bray Wyatt. And then another guy like we're going to talk about in a little bit, Adam Cole, Bay Bay, with his contract situation. But yeah, Bray Wyatt getting released... I don't know. Like I said, at the end of the day, to me, it's just another example of WWE shooting themselves in the foot. Um, you know, Vince was on this call, this investors call, the other day, and was saying that AEW is not competition. And I don't know if he truly feels that way or if he was just saying that just because obviously he's in front of all of the investors and, and and whoever. Yeah, there's no way he's saying uh, that they're competition if he's trying to sell. Yeah, that that is true, but but I'm telling you, at the rate they're letting all these superstars go, and AEW's picking them up, AEW is gaining steam on WWE a lot quicker than I think a lot of people would have thought 
two two and a half years ago when AEW started to come around. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people probably thought they were going to catch WWE by now, which technically in the ratings, they haven't. But AEW now, officially, four straight weeks, they've gotten over a million views on AEW Dynamite. And, you know, assuming that CM Punk and Daniel Bryan are going to show up there at some point in the next couple of months, that number's going to get bigger. And that gap between WWE and AEW is going to start shrinking. And next thing you know, they're going to be more than competition. They're going to be the the front runners when it comes to professional wrestling on television and getting eyes on the products and excitement. I mean, there are, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I'm I get I'm I'm giddy every Wednesday night because I, I feel like it's 1999 again on a Monday night, <laughs> and I just and I, even last week I tried because I wasn't doing anything. I tried to watch Monday Night Raw. I just. And I mean, I watched it because I had nothing else to do. But man, it just doesn't—it doesn't do it for me uh, anymore. And I was, like I said, I was hoping with with the fans coming back, maybe they were gonna, you know, get revived and the product would be a little bit better. But it's not. And AEW is gaining gaining on them fast. And WWE is basically shooting themselves in the foot by just tossing away all this talent they have and letting AEW just swoop by and pick it on up. You know, basically, like I said, Vince is throwing his garbage on the side of the street and Tony Khan's driving by. Hey, there's a nice piece of garbage on the street. Let me pick it up and turn it into something real nice. And that's what Tony Khan is going to continue to do. And ultimately, they're going to catch him. I mean, if this keeps up. Yeah, you know, and Vince also said in that uh, investors meeting that, you know, um, I guess somebody asked him, you know, who he thinks AEW is going to sign next. And he's like, well, we'll just have to wait until we release somebody, like cracking a joke. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you go back. You made a reference to WCW, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Who were the biggest players in WCW? All the Old guys. WWF guys. Yep. And I mean, they had a they had a few homegrown guys. Obviously, Bill Goldberg was a WCW homegrown guy. Booker T was a WCW homegrown guy. Um, but with the, who Diamond got Dallas the needle Page. moving though? That was the outsiders when they came in with exactly. Hulk. Yeah, that's when things really started to take a turn. And then obviously Hulk came from WWE and, and whatnot, and then the NWO formed and, and things of that and you nature. Had Macho, Macho Man went over there. Bret Hart Bret went over Hart. there, and ultimately, you know, they went. Roddy Roddy know, Piper. Ultimately, they went down the drain. But Ultimate Warrior, and I guess you could say Ric Flair. Although Ric Flair was like an NWA, then he went to WWE, and then he went to WCW, and things of that nature. So, and then Lex Luger came from WWF, right? Yep, I believe so. Yeah, so. Um, that was before my my time of watching wrestling, so I, I kind of know about it. But sometimes I can it, it's easy to forget, especially when you didn't watch it at, at the time. I was probably like four or five years old. I didn't start yeah. I didn't start watching wrestling until 1999, when you know Stone Cold Steve Austin was the, the hottest thing in wrestling. But, but WCW, WCW made their kingdom on WWF wrestlers. Yeah, it's happening again, Vince. Yeah, it's happening again, and this time, you know. I, AEW is not going to go away uh, anytime soon. AEW is not going to fold like WCW did. Not a shot. So it's a different day and age. The wrestling market is is extremely saturated right now. And man, just releasing a guy like Bray Wyatt, like I said, you're just feeding to the. You, you don't call him competition, but sooner or later you're gonna. And and you know what's crazy? Somebody caught a video of. The producers at NXT. <laughs> yeah, did you see that? Yeah, they were they were watching AEW. Yeah, so you can't sit there and tell me they're not competition one when you know they they might be in the wrestling business and I know Vince is in the entertainment business, but you're you're trying to entertain us the same exact way that AEW is trying to entertain us. So. And then didn't Nick Khan maybe come on the, the investors call and was saying basically any form of entertainment is competition. So like while Vince is shrugging it off, like nah, AEW is not competition, but Nick Khan and he, I think he said this, I don't know if he did or not, but somebody did say something along the lines of pretty much any form of entertainment is competition to us. And well, hello, AEW is, you know, not only taking your superstars, but slowly but surely, they're taking your audience because mm-hmm. guys like me, guys like you, you know, guys like Brinkman, Cruz, who obviously are friends of the show, 
people like that, and I'm sure there's many more out there who used to watch WWE religiously are now watching AEW religiously. So it's only a matter of time. I predict in the next two years, if, if this trend keeps up, in the next two years, a I would say by the end of was by the end of next year, uh, if the trend keeps up, I, I will say Dynamite will have more viewers than probably probably Monday Night Raw. I don't I don't know if they'll surpass uh, SmackDown because as long as they're on Fox, I think WWE is going to put all their eggs in that particular basket. Plus. Just more households get Fox than do TNT or TBS or in whatever channels that right. Dynamite and Rampage are going to be on. But um, it's it's crazy. It's uh, boy, if AEW can get like something with like ESPN and ABC in the future, maybe. But they they'll really have to show Dynamite on ABC and Rampage on ESPN. That would be cool. Yeah. Or in I don't know if TNT or TBS kind of works with CBS because I know like on March Madness like CBS TNT TBS and True TV all broadcast the games together so yeah I don't know. maybe they'll show up on CBS one day That'd be that, dope that, what would it yeah I wouldn't need cable no more <laughs> just get a satellite and watch Dynamite every Wednesday night yeah. for free um, but yeah Bray Wyatt getting released uh, I really don't have much else to add to that you got anything else to add to that yeah ringside news is reporting that there was an AEW conference call and uh, somebody asked Cody if they thought you know Bray Wyatt would be a good fit for AEW and he said I really don't see a spot for Bray Wyatt here but you got to think this is kind of like some posturing like NFL teams do (laughs) not really showing interest to the guy that you really want yeah playing it down a little bit I mean right now it's you know, and I don't even know if AEW expected WWE at any point to let go of all these guys, and all of a sudden AEW sit there like, "Man, we might have like all these dudes at our disposal." Like, obviously, they got Punk and Brian. Assume you know, allegedly they got Punk and Brian right now, and they might get. Uh, well, who else they were talking? We were talking about getting. Well, well, maybe some other people, but they've they've got Malachi, they've gotten Christian, they got you know Matt Hardy. They, you know, they they've. I don't know if AEW was ever expecting to get this amount of WWE people. So I think the the rate at which they're coming in is, you know, w, AEW might have to like step back and say, all right, hold on, we got to like kind of slow it down here a little bit, like. I know we want to obviously build this roster to be as strong as it possibly can be, but let's like, you know, take it a couple of guys at a time here. Like we got more guys coming in and then they got other guys, you know, that just got released in 90 days. They're going to be available. So, you know, AEW right now is probably like, let's just cool it now for now on any sort of, you know, let's, let's not sign anyone else right now unless like it's a, a beautiful opportunity that we can't pass up. And let's let's ride with what we got right now. Let's build what we got right now, and then in about six six months to a year, let, let's let's see where we're at, and maybe we can add a few more people. So uh, I don't know. It's I know the perfect place for Bray Wyatt. You start out with a vignette, right? Mm-hmm. It's this little church in the countryside. Yeah, right. And you can hear somebody talking in the church, but you really can't hear it. It's muffled. You come through the door, right? Yeah. It's all the dark order in there, mm-hmm. and it's Bray Wyatt preaching to him. That would be great. Um, I, I feel like Bray Wyatt would be a, a great success for, successor to Brody Lee in terms. I mean that 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 story tells itself, in my opinion, because they always said how you know Brody Lee learned how to run a cult from Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. and I feel like they could tie. That story in right there, and I think it would be a great story. But you know, there, 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 there's a lot of time left. Obviously, Bray was just let go, so we still got three months before yeah. you know he he can do anything. So I'm sure he'll hang out with JoJo and the baby and his family and get it. Like I said, get his get his mental health back in order, and uh, maybe by the end of the year we'll see Bray Wyatt, if not the beginning of the year, show up in AEW. Maybe he shows up somewhere else. I, I really don't know at this point. And like I said earlier, I would not rule out him going back to WWE because we know WWE loves the merch sales mm-hmm. and and Bray Wyatt the Fiend was pushing merch 
So maybe, you know, and they said budget cuts. Maybe they let him go so that to let him say, all right, look, we paid you for the last couple of months while you weren't here. We, we're we going to let you go for right now until you get your mental health going. And when you're ready to come back, you let us know. We'll, we'll, we'll drop another contract for you and then pay you when you want to come back. That could be a, a scenario as well. But yeah. All right. Uh, also, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but uh, Ric Flair also got released. Um, apparently, it was a WWE decision. I don't think Ric Flair asked for his release. Somebody, I think there were some people saying that Ric Flair might have asked for his release, but I think it was another one of WWE's budget cuts. And I'm not really surprised because no disrespect to Ric Flair. He's one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time. But at this point, you know, what does he have to offer WWE? except maybe accompanying Charlotte to the ring here and there. But there's always – it's like when it comes to Charlotte and Rick, she's always like either turning heel on them or, turn, you know, like there's always – you know, she's always – or they're turning on each other, and it's like, okay, that's enough of that. Like, you know, Rick is at the point now where to me he just – he does – he does, he there's nothing he can offer WWE. And I don't think there's anything he can really offer – any other wrestling company? You got to be kidding me, Patrick. Uh, number one, if I'm Vince McMahon, I'm keeping him on contract till he dies. He's arguably the best champion wrestling has ever seen. Ex- yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Now that he's out of contract, he can go to AEW and resurrect a Four Horsemen uh, thing over there with uh, obviously with uh, Hangman Page. And start a little group over there. I mean, maybe, but... Hangman Page, Brock Anderson, and I, a few other kids. I don't know. Now, I think he could do well in, in AEW in terms of just making appearances here and there, but I don't know. It just... I, like I said, I love Ric Flair, and it, when he was when he came back in WWE and his last run in WWE, I mean, it was phenomenal, but he's at the age now where, you know, he just... I don't know. He just doesn't do it for me personally anymore um on a wrestling program you know it's and john cena also said this too john cena said something about when w as long as wwe keeps relying on older stars and i think he was kind of referring to himself maybe as well um it's more the the company's going to become more unstable so and obviously they're relying like on people like goldberg and and whatnot so um and I'm not saying they were they were relying on Ric Flair a lot. Obviously, he doesn't wrestle anymore. He just makes appearances here and there. But and that's why I'm not really surprised they let him go because if if you're gonna let go Bray Wyatt, who can still do something for your brand, then you kind of have to let Ric Flair go because he's not really doing anything for you. I'd pay him just to sit home. I mean, that that to me, like you pay him to sit home just so he doesn't show up on another company's television program dang right and that that's like a whole nother level of pettiness but <laughs> um but yeah so rick flair got released um I, I think he was also unhappy with way he was he was booked obviously when he was doing that that program with, with lacey evans i don't think he was a big fan of that i don't think many people were a big fan of that that was just i don't know it was weird yeah but uh yeah rick flair is gone from wwe maybe he'll show up in aew but I think he he would be better off just making appearances, special you know, doing autograph signings, this and that. Maybe making a few, maybe special appearances. Like he's already he, going to Chicago for some some signing. Him and Hulk Hogan are going to be there. Oh yeah, okay. Well, there you go. I mean that that's that's perfect for him. I, I think maybe the, he's meeting Tony Khan there. Maybe it's possible. Dang right he is. Um, I don't know, but um, but yeah, Rick got released. So. I got, I got a few things right here. Brian Alvarez from Wrestling Observer Live said that Ric Flair texted Vince McMahon with an ultimatum. 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 Yes, an ultimatum. And uh, McMahon didn't do what Flair wanted, so the relationship ended. And then TMZ is reporting that the Flair breakup's been in the works for a while now. Yeah, because like I said, back when him and Lacey Evans were doing that program together, which I think was that? No, that was during the pandemic, I think. Um, and I just, I don't think he was, he just didn't like that very much. And, um, obviously they had the whole situation with Andrade and then Charlotte missed WrestleMania. There were rumors that maybe she wasn't happy with the way they handled Andrade. Maybe Rick was kind of involved in that a little bit. 
So I feel like the Ric Flair WWE relationship. Plus, he's going to go. He's going to want to go work with his daughter. So, well, you you still believe Charlotte's going to go to AEW? Oh, as soon as that contract runs out, she's not resigning. But I think, and Ric Flair did come out and made a statement, which I think was the politically. He said the politically correct things. You know, uh, I, he had he has no uh, bad blood with WWE, nothing but respect, this and that. You know, just whatever. It, it, it's all fine and dandy. But deep inside, I think there that that relationship with Rick and, and Vince or WWE or whatever was, was slowly deteriorating, and I, I think Rick's pretty happy even though he won't he may not admit it to just kind of be out on his own he could do his own thing he's not tied down to wwe or anything like that now he can be in a new bad bunny video and aew can sign bad bunny hey i wouldn't be mad at that man i was I'm still very impressed with what bad bunny did over in uh that that's somebody they should probably that wwe needs to kind of maybe bring back because i think the fans would like really react well to him because of how well he performed at wrestlemania mm-hmm. so i don't know maybe so but rick flair's gone bray wyatt's gone uh, anything else you want to add to that? Negative. All right, so last night, AEW Dynamite Homecoming over in Jacksonville. Uh, the main event, Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. It's been a highly anticipated matchup between those two. And uh, long story short, first of all, Malachi Black's entrance was fantastic. I'm not going to go as far as to say it was better than his WWE entrance, but... That was was a very high bar to set with WWE's entrance of yeah. uh, Alistair Black, but Malachi Black's entrance last night really awesome. It, it was really cool. It's uh, it was just it, it was it was pretty badass. I'm not gonna lie, but it was uh, not not quite to the level of his WWE entrance. So he comes out. Of course, Cody comes out. They have their match, and you know we were we were wondering. How is this match going to be played out? Is Cody going to go over? Because obviously he puts himself over a lot. I I was pretty confident that Malachi Black was going to go over. I did not think he was going to go over in the dominating fashion that he did go over. No, really? It was almost a squash match, huh? Yeah. You didn't get a chance to watch it last night, I didn't see it. So it was, I mean, I wish we had the internet so I could look up how long it was or if I could find out how long it was, but... It 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 was maybe maybe a ten minute match maybe it might have even been shorter than that but Malachi Black dominated most of that match he hit him with the black mass and pinned him by just basically putting his foot on his chest dang and I mean so in dominating fashion so Malachi Black goes over in dominating fashion I'm sitting there thinking oh wow okay that was a little unexpected but. I started having flashbacks of when Brody Lee basically dominated Cody, and then we all know what happened there. He came back, and a lot of people online are defending Cody Rhodes. You know, he's put people over before. Yeah, he has, but somehow he's always made it about himself, one way or some way, somehow. So Malachi Black goes over, and uh, there's still about six minutes left of the show when the when the match is over. Normally, the main event. It ends about 8.57, 8.58 Central Time, two or three minutes before time to go off the air. There's still about six minutes here, so I'm thinking, well, something else is going to happen here, so I wonder what's going to happen. Well, um, obviously, Cody was knocked out from the Black Mass and trying to kind of get back up, so Tony says, uh, well, let me go check on him. So Tony Schiavone goes down to the ring with a microphone, so I'm thinking, all right, here we go. We're going to get like an interview or a promo or something, and... Did you even see anything that happened last night? No. So mm-hmm. everything I'm about to tell you is a surprise, right? Yeah, yeah, brand new to okay. me. Okay, all right. So um, Tony gets in the ring and he's basically checking on Cody. He's like, hey, you all right? You good? This and that. And Cody, I'm trying to remember what he said, but uh, basically he got up and said something about, yeah, we're not an alternative. We're competition. So, you know, once again, talking about WWE, this and that. And then... It kind of seems like he's like thanking the fans. I appreciate all you like, like maybe he's gonna retire. And next thing you know, he starts taking his boots off. What? He, yeah, he goes to take off his boot because obviously that that's the thing when wrestlers take off their boots, leave them in the ring. That is, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, here we here goes Cody again. Somehow, just he puts he puts him over, but now it's it's about Cody. It's still somehow about Cody. Yeah. And he's taking his boots off. Yeah. I think he took his first, or he was about to take his first boot off. And here goes Malachi Black with a crutch and smacks Cody over the back, knocks him down. 
before Cody could really get his boots off and you know put him uh, in the middle of the ring, and then Dynamite's over. So Cody basically teased retirement, and then Malachi hits him with a crutch, knocks him down, and that basically ends Dynamite. So like I said, somehow Cody found a way to make it about himself. You bastard. But also it's something while I was expect while, while I'm not surprised Cody made it about himself somehow, I was surprised in the manner that he did in terms of teasing retirement because let's be honest, I was not fooled for a second thinking I was like this dude is not really about to retire. Like no way. Like no chance this dude is retiring anytime soon. Because and and in the back of my mind, thinking, well, there's so many other people coming in because he kind of made that point too. He's like, you know, they got a new wave of people coming in. Maybe it's time I, I kind of step aside or something like that. I don't think he said those exact words, but um, yeah. So basically, teased retirement. Malachi hits him with a crutch. I don't think we've seen the end of this feud, but um, yeah, it was a it was an intriguing end to to, to dynamite, but. Uh, Malachi wins in dominating fashion. I think we're going to get a rematch, probably at All Out. Um, and I don't know, it might be a la Brody Lee again, you know, where Cody comes back, he dyed his hair black and, and shit like that, and, <laughs> uh, and then beats Brody Lee uh, for the for the TNT title. Granted, this won't be for a title, but he may come back and beat Alistair, uh, Malachi Black. So it was an interesting end to uh, to Dynamite. Well, he can't retire just yet. He's got a headline, two pay-per-views where he goes over on Brian and on Punk. So we got a while with Cody. Yeah, we still got a while. Plus, at some point, I, I'd like to think he's... I know there's a stipulation where he can't fight for a world title after he lost to Jericho, but... At some point, he's going to be fighting for a world title. Yeah, Tony's going to waive that. Yeah, like, if anything, they're going to be like, maybe after a while, they just forgot about it and just, you know, put him in a title match. But, but yeah, um, that's really all I got for it's all the thoughts I got. And you got any thoughts on that, that from last night? Well, not from last night, but I saw this uh, quote. This is pretty interesting. Uh, during a recent Talk is Jericho interview, Malachi Black said that Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman promised him that he would have control over his character on the main roster. And it only lasted for one week. And then after that, it was like an absolute fight to get whatever he wanted. Yeah. You know how they are over there in WWE. Mm -hmm. uh, broken promises. Um, anything else? No, sir. All right. Next uh, topic is uh, Adam Cole Bay Bay, his contract situation. Uh, apparently, his contract, I don't know, there's been so many things I've read about this. His contract ended already, but like they kind of signed him to like a little temporary deal, and supposedly his deal is going to be up after SummerSlam. And I, I don't know if it, WWE hasn't offered him a new contract or if he just hasn't signed a new extension or anything like that. But it would appear one way or another that Adam Cole Bay Bay is going <laughs> to become a free agent. He wants to go wrestle with his boo thing. And he wants to go wrestle with his boys. He wants to go back and join the elite. That's right. Uh, P uh, PW Unlimited says that WWE's offered multiple contracts. He's turned down every single one. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, and that that was one thing I know, because I know that they're very high on Adam Cole. So Who? I, Adam Cole, baby. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and I know they're very high on him, and I was sitting there thinking, I was like, there's no way that – WWE is not going to try to re-sign re this dude. Like they're not just going to let him walk. Like they did. I don't know. They might have. I don't know if they let Daniel Bryan walk or if they tried to offer him a new contract. But no shot that they would let Adam Cole Bebe walk. And they're not obviously not. They're trying to get him back. But I think Cole maybe want to wants to test those waters out. Yeah, he's like, Are you kidding me? I can bang my girl every night and still wrestle. Yeah, please. Let's resign him with you. Yeah, I mean his his girlfriend is uh, the head of the women's division right now in AEW, and uh, he he definitely. I mean, why wouldn't he want to go to mm -hmm. to AEW at this point? I mean, everyone else is doing it. Everyone else is having a blast doing it. So, uh, and and my goodness, he would just add to an already stacked lineup of people there. Like my God, they they're gonna have more people than they know what to do with over yeah. there. They're gonna have to introduce another singles title or, or something over there. But, uh, yeah, not much to say here, but 
apparently his contract situation, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you pretty much kind of summed it up there with that report from PW Insider that they've offered him multiple contracts, but he's not re-signing, or at least not yet. Uh, so he might be another one that shows up in AEW. And that's the thing, too. If his contract just expires, then he could just show up at any point. He doesn't have that 90-day no-compete clause. Uh there's 50% chance I'm going to say this guy's wrong. This guy, oh, Patrick, I'm off my game today, dog. <laughs> those uh, those ratings got got me uh, mine effed. Don't worry about it, dog. Don't worry about <clears throat> it. Uh, I, and this guy got caught up in the Me Too movement, but I wonder if AEW is ever going to sign Marty Skrull. No. Honestly, because I, I, I feel like they, they would have by now, but... Um, I just don't. I don't know if I see that happening, but because I feel like they would have by now. I think they've. He's had the opportunity to. And I know Ring of Honor. Like ultimately, I think they at one point they had signed him to be like the head Booker, yeah. but I don't know if they had let him go. Or, yeah, yeah. I think after all that stuff started coming out, they they fired him. Yeah, I hadn't kept up with with much of that lately, but um, wouldn't be surprised if they did. I just I just don't see it because, like I said, I think if they would, if they would, they would have done it already by now. Because mm-hmm. I feel like he at one point was very high on their get list, especially when like because he he obviously ran with the elite and all them boys and the Bullet Club and all that stuff yeah. prior to AEW. But uh, like I said, if if they would have signed him, they would have done it by now. So, anything else on Adam Cole, baby? No, just he's gone. All right, uh, so AEW Rampage, a new show which starts a week from tomorrow, actually. Um, first show is in Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, also, they announced uh, Red Velvet and uh, Britt mm. Baker uh, for the women's champ- AEW World, Women's World Championship next Friday on the first episode of AEW Rampage. Boy, you should have seen what Red Velvet Boy, was wearing last night. That Red Velvet. Yeah, you should have seen what she was. You should have seen that top she was wearing last Look, night. I was a, hey, big fan. Big fan. Uh, later on tonight on YouTube, going to check out all the highlights of uh, Dynamite last yeah. night. Yeah, her her top she was wearing last night. She was definitely. It's. I don't know how to explain it. It's one of those. I don't even know how to explain it. Just you gotta you gotta go see it. It was whatever happened to Jay Cargill? Is she still wrestling for him? Yeah, she had a she cut a little promo last night, and I don't know what they're doing with her. They're just kind. I guess they're just kind of like saving her for the right moment, I guess. But uh, she's gonna be back in action on AEW Dark Elevation next Monday. I don't so. know. They, they pushed her so hard at first, and they gave her all this burn, and it's like she's fizzling, bro. No, I think that. The, they're they're just building her up a little bit. She's still uh she's still like very new to the to the wrestling business, obviously. Like the first time she ever wrestled was in AEW. I don't think she ever wrestled before that. So she's uh still very new to, to the business. So I think they're just kinda letting her, you know, get get the business under her and everything and, and get her rocking and rolling. And then when the time is right, they're gonna really pull the trigger on her. Because I think right now their plan is to obviously give Jade the AEW Women's World title at some point, but right now they know that Britt Baker is hot, so they're going to let Britt Baker have her run without, you know, they don't. I don't think you want to obviously put her with Jade yet because I think Britt is so over right now that you want to let her run with the belt, but at the same time you don't want to put her in the ring with Jade because you don't want either one of them to have a loss right now anytime soon. So... Keep them two away from each other until, I don't know, maybe next year's uh, double or nothing. I think maybe if if Britt's still holding the belt by then, maybe that's the match for double or nothing maybe next year and uh, next uh, May. I think Jim Cornette would tell her the fast track to the women's title belt is uh, let's go ahead and sleep with Kenny. <laughs> yeah. Probably so well. If you know if 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 Adam Cole Bebe shows up in AEW and wins the world <laughs> title, then. She's uh she's doing one better there. Yeah. So uh but speak uh, we were talking about Rampage and Yes, I'm sorry. Um Red Velvet you mm. Yeah. I also like Red Velvet Cake too. One of my uh, faves. Mm-hmm. Yes. But uh so the first so the first episode of Rampage next Friday, the week after that, the 20th of August, they're going to be in Chicago. They announced that and I think everybody assumes CM Punk's going to be there. So tickets went on sale for that show and they sold it out. In ten minutes, dang, and that's that's a pretty decent size arena. I think it's the United Center over there in Chicago. Uh, that's a pretty big arena, and they sold that son of a bitch out in ten minutes because I think a lot of people are expecting CM Punk to be there. Right. I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say CM Punk will not be at that show 
because you're going to have three other shows in Chicago a week or two later. I think it'll show up in one of those. But that would be the smart booking because, all right, you know you've already sold this one out. Yeah. Keep them back so you can sell the other ones out. Too. You're, you're right. You're right. So this is just a quick note there. AEW Rampage in Chicago sold out in 10 minutes. So Just like a hot blonde. You just got to tease them. Yeah. Tease them. Yep, that's right. All right. Um, so earlier in the show, teased a little bit about uh, another free agent woman heading to mm-hmm. AEW. I think Fightful.com uh, uh, reported that uh, Ruby Soho, formerly known as Ruby Riot, is expected to sign with AEW. Now, that could be a, a huge get for yes. this AEW women's division. Um They've been getting better. I will say that every week I feel like they're getting better and better and better. You know, they've been stacking that men's roster with WWE guys. Now it's time, you know, maybe Ruby Soho is going to be the first and a few former WWE women who come in and start stacking this women's division up because I think Ruby Soho is going to, could be a very big player in, in that women's division. And I mean, she's obviously a big name now. She's had her exposure in WWE for years, and she's just going to be a big-time player in in AEW. So, um, I mean, I really don't have much to, to say about it, but uh, I know there's a lot of potential matchups with Ruby Soho taking on maybe like, uh, like a Nyla Rose, uh, even a Britt Baker, a, an Allie, uh, a Layla Hirsch. Oh, uh, Layla Hirsch. She's got a shot at the NWA yep. Women's Championship. Yep, she beat uh, Allie last night, and her and Camille had a confrontation. Boy, the size difference. Boy, that Camille right there. Yeah, Boy. she looks like a beast. Mm. And someone was talking about a Camille versus Jade Cargill match. Oh, my God. That would be awesome sometime in the future. I, I would love that. That would be, as as JR says, a barn burner. Yes, that would be a really good match in the future. But Layla Hirsch does get a shot at the NWA Women's World the title. The difference was hilarious. Yeah. I saw a steel photo of it. Yeah, the height difference is is, is significant. <laughs> God, Camille Brickhouse. She's a beast. Now, Ruby Soho is looking quite nice with that short red hair. Oh, yeah? As MX, you didn't see the picture of her? Uh, you- I'm, I might have seen a picture of her, but I'm sorry, but Ruby just never quite did it for oh, me. Oh, man. If we had the internet, we could look it up. Yeah, we could. I could pull uh, it up. But-, but as MXPX once said, I'm a sucker for a short hair girl with a pretty smile. Yeah, like I said, Ruby just never did it for me. She's got a lot of tattoos on her. You don't like the girls with the tattoos? No, I I don't mind girls with tattoos. It's just... What do you mean? We were watching girls with tattoos yesterday, and you said, what's up with all these tattoos? I I draw a line with tattoos, okay? (laughs) So, like... Like I'm trying to think, like Lita. Like yeah. I liked her tattoos, and I just liked Lita because I just thought Lita was it, sexy. Mm, you know, um, I'm trying to. Th- Lita's the only one that comes to mind at the moment, but um, yeah, I just uh, sometimes it's a little too much. You know, a l- mm. little too much for There's me. There's a threshold there, and, and it's not just the tattoos. You know, she, the short hair. I'm not a short hair. Uh-oh. I'm just they don't do it for me. And then like just cr- different colors and things like that. Yeah. And she, Sorry, she just okay. Yeah, and, and she's not like, your kind of chick then. No, she's just not my kind of chick. And this, in I would say almost the same thing about Rhea Ripley. Like the way Rhea Ripley looks now. Uh, yeah, Mm-mm. like, Don't I, like I'm it. just I'm not gonna, like two years ago Rhea Ripley. I was like, damn, like hell yeah, like I yeah, like you thought she was a strong contender in our hottest woman in wrestling uh, competition. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago, but now I don't know. She just kind of formed into this, you know. Uh, I guess you can use the term gothic looking kind of girl and it's, it's not my type. Not not my type. Well, some girls that are your types, I heard some rumblings that the iconics are gonna possibly team in a new faction with Dr. Britt Baker. Where'd you hear that? Uh on one of the rumor sites. Is that part of the rumor mill? No. That oh. was a few weeks ago when I heard that. I wouldn't mind having the uh, one of the dirt sheets. Yeah, um, maybe so. But, but that um, would that would be great. Obviously, Rebel isn't doing you any good. They need to go ahead and cut their ties there. No, keep her around, dog. I like her. Uh, if, she ain't even got a wrist. I'll just like looking at her. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, okay. Just keep her around for eye candy then, yeah. Yeah, and she's uh, like Britt Baker's like, makeup artist or personal assistant or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think she's – because she's, Britt Baker's supposed to be a heel even though – you know the the fans love her, and Rebel is kind of can kind of be there to help her. You know, cheat, win dirty, and things like that. So I'm fine with that. 
Well, the Iconics can be there to do that too. Yeah, and you know that, but I feel like the Iconics. Whoa, almost whoa, fell back watch in. Out now. Uh, I forgot the chair leaned back that far. Well, the um, internet's all whack. That chair's whack. Well, no, I, the chair leans back that What's far. Going I just, on? I'm used to it because I, ha- I thought I had it set to where it doesn't really lean back. The but, ratings were whack. But I feel like the Iconics can really run on their own and and succeed. I, I feel like they don't need to be with Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. To, to be successful in, in AEW, but well, they can still run on their own. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they don't need and to still be with Britt Baker. I guess. And like then, when she needs some backup. Well, that's what she got Rebel for. Nah, Rebel will get hurt. <laughs> yeah, Rebel's always getting hurt. Unfortunately, it seems. But um, so yeah, Ruby Soho expected to sign with AEW. She was let go on June second, which means I think like I guess September second, she her ninety days is up. So yeah, FIFO Select. Says that her non compete should be up just before all out. Yep. So maybe someone said something about maybe her being the the Joker if they have like a women's casino battle royale. God, that would be a great Joker. Yeah, it would be. I'd be excited about that. So. Yeah. All right. You want to head to Cheap Heat Let's now? Let's do it. All I'm right. I'm excited to hear about it. Well, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be excited because I guess it's something pretty bad, but I'm intrigued to hear what Max Caster said. Well, I would have played it. I guess, but we don't have internet, so... Can we go ahead and shout out who our internet's through? Can we go ahead and slam them a little bit, maybe? Uh, suddenly? Yeah. Altice? Altice? You get, you, you get paid by them. Oh, uh, don't say that, Patrick. You get you get paid by them to, to do to do endorsements. So you yeah, but not, not on this podcast, now. Not on this podcast, no, but... Um, so we didn't get paid by nobody on this podcast. No. Including Amazon. I know, right? All that stuff we bought, yeah. $1.63. Yeah. In commissions. So Cheap Heat, Max Screw Ca- you, Jeff Bezos. So it's been one of the, the, the hot topics uh this week in wrestling, and that is you know, Ma- Max Caster, he comes out, him and uh This happened on AEW? This happened on Dark or Dark Elevation. Oh, I think it was okay. Dark Elevation, maybe. I don't it was one of the one of the two YouTube shows. I have to go back and watch it. But it's not on it no more. Oh. <laughs> they, they cut it. They, they cut it out. Oh my god! Okay, but it's it's on the internet. You can go find it. All right. So he comes out, and I don't know the. Ex- I can't say the word, the rap verbatim, but he basically said something about uh, calling mental like Simone Biles or something like that, and then he said something about treat those bitches like Duke Lacrosse. And then, oh, uh, and then, he said something about North Carolina. What's that smell? Is that Julia's, Julia Hart's? And then, like, <gasps> he didn't say it, but like, uh, who's the who's his? I can't remember the the other guy's name in the acclaimed. Yeah, the other guy in the acclaimed. yeah. What's his name? I can't remember his name, but he took the the microphone before he could say, you know, vagina. And it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, you mean her breath from all the, the, the croissants? Yeah, like, you know, making a making it seem like he wasn't going to say vagina. But <laughs> So he made a, a Simone Biles mental health joke. See, I'm not mad he, about that. He made a Duke lacrosse joke. That's pretty messed up. Well, see, I think most people had a problem with the Simone Biles thing. And I think a lot nah. of people also had a problem with him because he's apparently he's 32. Julia Hart's only 19. Making a joke about well, I mean, uh, she's her. of age, and he never really said anything. The Duke Lacrosse girls got raped there, so that's pretty messed well, up. Well, apparently, and I mean, I don't, you know, I, I remember when that happened, but well, apparently, you know, they were they were found innocent. You know, the Duke Lacrosse well, of course, because their parents are millionaires, <laughs> and they and Duke has a whole bunch of money. Maybe so, but um, I, I think a lot of people took. I feel like that so many people. Look, no poor kid from the inner city is going to Duke to play lacrosse. All those kids, uh, they've been grown up on yachts. Yeah, but apparently, like I said, between those three things, like it triggered people. Like those three things triggered people more than probably anything else he's ever said in any of his raps. <laughs> and he's he, he's drawn that line a little bit in some of those raps already. Yeah. But like this time, it's like he hit the trifecta. Uh, Like he talked about Simone Biles, Duke Lacrosse, and then Julia Hart's vagina. So, (laughs) like, I bet you it's a nice one. I'm sure it is, but uh, and I doubt it. I doubt it smells. I I really no, no. But here's the thing: like, no way. And and Tony Khan (laughs) went on. Patrick said, "I doubt it smells." No, I doubt it. (laughs) I have a hard time believing that, but. 
Um, oh my god! But so Tony Khan went on busted. <laughs> <laughs> he's still over there just laughing. That's funny. So Tony, so Tony Khan went on busted open radio yesterday and was saying how like the rap was awful or terrible or despicable or whatever. Uh, of course they, he has to say that. Yeah. And he was saying like, I'm taking over the editing for dark elevation and dark or whatever the case may be. Supposedly he said he was, he, he didn't hear it when it happened live or something and all that stuff and, and whatnot. So I don't know if someone wrote these, I don't know if somebody writes these raps for him. No, there's no way. Or if he comes up with them on his own, yeah, or if he's got a person's not right, or if he's got to get them approved, or whatever the case may be. But what sucks is, you know, this guy's playing a role. He's he's playing a heel. He's got to stay say stuff. And and granted, yeah, I know it's probably not the best choice of, of things to say, but you know, I truly don't think he he obviously didn't mean any harm on it. Obviously. And the guy's losing bookings now because of it. So I, I, I feel like I almost kind of feel bad for him. Uh, but at the same time, like I don't know if he's writing these raps or if he had to get them approved or apparently not. Well, I don't know. Uh, that's the thing. I don't know how that works over there. No corporate jabroni is going to say, "Oh yeah, you can say that, Max." You know, I think one of their things that they like to do over at AEW is give people creative control, right? I guess to an extent, yeah. And obviously this this guy is a wordsmith and he can rap pretty decent, but like his raps are really intelligent, what he says. So they just trusted him with it and it burned him. Yeah. They got to release this guy because he wants to be an edgy heel. He can't be that anymore if you're going to muffle him now. Well, the problem now is that Max has gotten over because of his raps. Right, imagine so. And now it seems like the raps or a rap could be his downfall. Mm-hmm. So uh, I hope, you know, I don't know. I, I hope he, he he can stick around. I, I, I don't think Tony's going to get rid of him. But uh, obviously I think Tony's going to be like, hey, look, come to me. Uh, before." And assuming Max writes his own raps and doesn't have to get him approved. Obviously the whole Pillman Jr. thing, I, I, I want to say – he he probably talked to Brian before the match and said, "Hey, I'm going to say this. Is this cool?" If sure, not, hope so. So I'd like to think, you know, I think so, if he didn't, I think we would have been able to tell that they were fighting for real in there. Yeah, and um, and obviously he had the, the 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 remark about you know Moxley's wife yeah. and, and stuff about the oral sessions and things <laughs> like that. So like you know he he's like I said he, he's drawn that line a couple of times already, and unfortunately this past. This week he he crossed it a little bit, and it caused up quite the stir on social media. And like I said, it's causing him to lose booking. So I hope he can, you know, I hope this kind of blows over, and maybe he'll just kind of take a step back with some of his raps moving forward. But I kind of, like I said, I guess I was starting to become a fan of him. I'm still a fan of him. I'm not gonna hate the guy because of a rap that you know, and that he he's not like I say he probably doesn't even mean have the things he raps. He just does it to get heat because he's a heel. And right. it's, it's a role he's playing, you know, like like if, like if he's in a movie or something. So it, it just goes to show you, kids. Here's another lesson you can learn from the Amp Wrestling Podcast. Uh, you can't say whatever you want in this woke world. You will get canceled. I would imagine it's just going to grow until they have to release this dude. Yeah, this was 1999. Uh, no one would have blinked an eye at what he said. No, of course, Duke Lacrosse didn't happen in 1990. It happened after that, he wouldn't have said nothing. Or Simone Biles, but uh, talking about stinky vaginas, <laughs> obviously, uh, that 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 would have been another day oh in the atti- that would have been another day in the Attitude Era. Yes. So uh, the next thing on cheap heat, Ronda Rousey apparently came out on Twitter and. Uh, was talking about the Lame fans. Bastard them. He said, "Yeah, for you same fans who were tra- chanting, we want Wyatt. Uh, you were chanting, we want beach balls during a Wyatt performance. So if uh, you know WWE is going to treat them like whatever, it's because you guys did it first. Or no, something no, no, like no. You missed it. You missed it. She said, if you're mad at WWE for treating him as expendable, it's because you idiots did it first. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? Um, at this point, I'm over Ronda Rousey. Uh, yeah, but just, that's half. Ta- that's hashtag facts right there, though. Uh, to an extent, but at the same time, like 
you know what, Ron? Just just go have your baby and, and just <laughs> just go deal with your form. She's got some kind of chip on her shoulder for wrestling fans, though. I don't know what. Like, yeah, she's. I think she has it out for for the fans. I don't know why, but I I don't know. But like I said, I'm at this point. I'm over Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Like so Ron- as far as I'm concerned, you can go hide. In, in, at your farm, have your baby, keep your little family. And as far Feed as I'm concerned, goats. I would not lose a a, a a minute of sleep if you never showed back up in a, in a professional wrestling ring. And I know damn sure you're not going to show up in an octagon again because Amanda Nunes or Holly Holm yeah. uh, will, just send, will send you back to that farm just as quick as you got to that UFC octagon. So you wake back up the farm. What happened? Now, she'd beat my ass, but <laughs> I'm not trying to pick a fight with her. But at the same time, like... You know, and it's like just because you were in the wrestling world for a year, uh, and and then left and never came back, you know, you think you can just sit there and you know crap on the fans? Like, if anything, the fans have you know that that's that's what that's the beauty the beauty of wrestling. The fans can go to wrestling shows and say, uh, speak their mind, and and you know, and and it's not necessarily. They were probably when they said we want beach balls, it's probably because of the, the shitty booking for Bray Wyatt. It's not because they didn't like Bray Wyatt, it's because they didn't like the way he was being booked. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and it's like Rhonda is is just is, I've had it up to here with Rhonda. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Like just like I say, go go do whatever go do your YouTube channel, whatever the fuck it is you do and yeah. uh have your baby, go deal with your chickens on your farm with Travis and like I said the wrestling world as much as we need you not even you can save WWE at this point so just just please go away yeah get get Travis in some hormone therapy so he can increase his sperm count <laughs> but look we wanted to love you Rhonda but here's yeah. the issue you came out with your stupid mad mug face every time walking down and then all your moves look fake as hell and we fell out of love with you because you just looked fake. Well, she it's crazy. She had a great debut match at WrestleMania 18, but like her promos were terrible. Oh my god, I remember like one time man, like she it was on Raw and like I don't know, she tried to do a promo and like the fans started to turn on her, so like next thing you know, she just starts I think like Ad libbing shit and she's just like I don't even I wish I could like find that promo because like I don't even think she knew what the hell she was trying to say, and I was just like, "Ooh, this is bad." And then, then she basically turned heel on, on the fans, and and she just got—I don't know—just got annoying. And I was like, eh, "Yeah, whatever, you know, it's, screw it, I don't care." It's probably for the best that you didn't come back. Yeah, because if she comes back, she's gonna get booed out the building. So, oh my god! Like, I think at this point, wrestling fans are over Ronda Rousey. She came. She had a, a good year, in my opinion, overall. But you know, at this point, psh, yeah. Why good don't you, to you? Why don't you go to the bare knuckle fighting championship and let Paige Van Zant knock your face around a little bit? Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be fun. All right, we got some rumor mill stuff. Oh yes, uh, real quick, because uh, my son is waiting outside for me. <laughs> uh, MLW has closed a deal with a streaming service. That sources told PW Insider is a big one for the company. They're also talking about launching a separate Azteca Underground series. Is that going to be Peacock? Because didn't they sign a deal with WWE? I have no idea. I did see they they signed with a streaming service, but uh, nowadays with wrestling, if you sign with a streaming service, hey, nothing wrong with that. That is the did world we live in. Did you see what streaming service? No, I didn't see, but I just kind of peeked it, peeked over it a little bit. I didn't really read into the details or anything, but you know, if you sign with a streaming service these days, you can't go wrong with that with the world we live in. Yeah. It'd be great if it's Hulu. It would be. I'm I love Hulu right now. There's so many streaming services out F there. F Netflix, Hulu's it. Okay. Uh with COVID restrictions returning, bodyslam.net says WWE's concerned that SummerSlam may not be able to run in Alliance Stadium and is preparing to return to their Thunderdome setup. But Allegiant Stadium. Wrestle what did I say? Alliance to stadium. Oh, I sure did. Uh, Wrestle votes, however, says that uh, WWE remains on track for Vegas after conversations with the city and the venue. I think they're gonna. Obviously, Nevada has the the indoor mask mandate, like we do here in Louisiana now. But yes, sir. Um, they're they're gonna have SummerSlam. What's gonna happen after that? I don't know. But uh, I do know that 
yeah, you, you have to wear a mask at SummerSlam. So uh, at this point, that'd be worth it. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah, I think it would be worth it. Um, Heck yeah. And then I know, like you know, in New York City now, you're gonna have to show proof of vaccinations uh, to do to go to, into events. So the New York City show uh, at Arthur Ashe Stadium for AEW, you're gonna have to be vaccinated if you uh, want to go there. I believe so. Fully vaccinated? I think a, at least one shot. Ah, okay. At least one shot. So, um, yeah. But yeah, I think SummerSlam is, is is a go. There's no shot. That it's not happening in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. Right on. Well, we were dealt several blows today, Patrick, but here's another show in the books. Yeah, you right about that. Uh, no internet. Hopefully we get that fixed for next week so we could be live so that way uh, we could chat with you guys. We, we, we always enjoy it when you guys uh, come into the chat and, uh, you know, because we want to talk about what you guys want to talk about. We always want to talk about what wrestling fans are talking about, you know, what's the hot topic of the week. Um, we try to talk about the hottest topics we can think of each week and what gets wrestling fans uh, chirping. And we, we certainly want you guys to come back in next week and uh, join us live every Thursday, 530. Hop in the chat. Tell us. Uh, you know, talk about whatever. Anything wrestling. That's right. Keep up with your boys on your favorite social media platform. We're everywhere. Just search Amp wrestling podcast patrick get us out of here son outro you've been listening to the average marks pro wrestling podcast with david boston and patrick fry all opinions discussed in the show are those of the average marks and do not represent any wrestling company organization or individual this has been a lake area media llc production